0: Welcome, everybody, to my quote-unquote Dahmer review. This new series just came out called Dahmer, and I'll have you know that I am a sucker for a good miniseries, especially that one that recreates real-life events, like the O.J. Simpson uh, miniseries that came out just a couple years ago with Koopa Gooding Jr., before he went to jail. He played O.J. S- Simpson, and I wasn't too thrilled about his casting, but it was ten episodes, and it was great miniseries. I'm calling it that because it's not a movie and it's not a TV show. It's just one thing, ten episodes, it's done, it's never coming back, there's no sequel. So I don't think that I've heard about this for very long. I feel like this was recent where I heard that Evan Peters was going to be playing Jeffrey Dahmer. Evan Peters I've known since he was in Invasion back in 2007, six or seven, maybe earlier. That show, that season had one, that show only had one season, like 20-something episodes, and he was young. He's 34 now. He was young then. And it's so funny because he's as old right now as Dahmer was when he died. So, And they give disclaimers before each episode. Or maybe not each episode, but something like... Uh, the story you're about to see has been dramatized. And we've changed names and locations for the safety of Lada Lada. They didn't change anything. They didn't change a thing. Everything, every detail here is like by the book of how it went and accurate. There's nothing changed here. I don't know what they're talking about. Maybe they just say that just to, like, avoid any legal and then when people go look it up online, it's, like, all the same names. Like, Glenda Cleveland, The Cops. Okay, well, I'm not exactly sure what happened all with those names and stuff, if they're accurate or not, but I would kind of imagine. I like that it's not just about Jeffrey Dahmer. It's also about his victims, the victims' families, his own family and how it affected them, ...and kind of the city in general... ...including the cops... ...I'll get to that later... ...the show opens us up in Jeffrey Dahmer's neighbor's apartment... ...she's sitting there looking at the vent... ...and she has this smell... ...she's getting this smell of dead flesh... ...dead human flesh... ...and she stands up... ...continues looking at the vent... ...goes closer to it... ...and, and then we cut to a POV of the camera... Pushing in slowly on the vent. And you're like, okay, I know whose vent this is. And in the first sequence, when you finally see Dahmer... Because they show him from, like, the chest down. They show his arms doing stuff in the apartment, but they don't show him. And then they finally show him. And it's the spitting image of Jeffrey Dahmer. And then Evan Peters opens his mouth and starts to talk... Just like Jeffrey Dahmer with the whole Midwestern accent... Where he's saying stuff like, car drama... And he has this, like, okay, so I used to live in Michigan, and this takes place in Wisconsin, but in Michigan, they used to say my name like Colin, hey Colin, so I know that accent is from right around, like, Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, and stuff. Everybody did, all the actors, even the grandma talks with the accent. I don't know if they just I don't know if they found people and taught them the accent, like you're going to have to learn this accent or if they just gathered people kind of from the Midwest who already knew how to talk that way. That first conversation really sets the tone for what the show is going to be, like there in the hallway. I'm trying to avoid spoilers just in case you haven't seen it, but also this was real life. Like this real all these crimes really happened. So, really, they're not spoilers unless you're just unfamiliar with the Jeffrey Dahmer story at all. In which case, why are you watching this? This is for the people who know. Even how Evan Peters walks, even how he, like, turns and walks down the hallway like this... Like, with his head tilted? It's weird. So, Jeffrey Dahmer lived in an apartment, and he would frequent these bars or bathhouses where he would find these men because he was gay. He would find black, Latino, Asian men, take them back to his apartment. That's where he would do his uh, do his stuff, which usually involved sexual and death for the men. Like, they, they would walk into his apartment and not walk out alive. And a lot of people felt that he targeted those communities gay black asian latino because there would be a lot less cops around people wouldn't investigate those cases nearly as much because of the stigma that the cops had against those communities in the first place so personally i felt like inadvertently jeffrey dahmer did a service to the city to let them know about the corrupt cops that were in their force. I forgot to mention this, but Batman I consider to be the best movie of this year, 2022. Which has to deal with the same thing, corrupt cops in the city. And this I consider to be the best miniseries of this year, 2022. So because of the stigma that the cops had around that uh, those communities... They would investigate cases nearly as much so Jeffrey Dahmer could get away with a lot. Whether that was intentional or not, I don't know, but people accused him of that. In the show, they show him as not really having put that much thought into it. To him, it was just whether or not he thought they were beautiful or not. If that's true or not, I don't know. I, I don't know. But they do allow you to sympathize some ways with Jeffrey Dahmer in this show. There are a couple times where they they show him suffering a loss or a rejection, or a betrayal, early in his life, that then causes him to take drastic measures to never have that happen again. I don't think that the case of Jeffrey Dahmer was just a black and white, evil good case. I think it's. It, it, I'll go on. I, I, I have a whole thing planned out here. So the first encounter that they show in the sh- in the series. They get to his apartment, and then the tension just builds throughout the whole, like, 20-minute scene. With the AC, like, there's this whole kind of argument or dispute. They bring it up a couple times about the AC not on, and Jeffrey's like, okay, I'll go turn it on. But he's just stringing the guy along on on his little murder quest. Jeffrey says in this scene, within the first 25 minutes of the whole series, he says, Why does everybody always want to leave me? And I know that he felt that before he ever started killing. Why does everybody always want to leave me? I know that that stems from his parents. Because they show a lot of behind the scenes when he was a little child, like six, seven, eight years old. His parents, when they were younger, fighting all the time. They divorced. They left him alone at some point. But the second episode of the series is titled, Please Don't Go. And I believe that to have a very deep meaning. So the tension builds until the handcuff. And then once he puts a handcuff on the guy, it's like, kind of game over. Like, there's no more casual, cordial, anything about this. Now it's life or death. Now it's fight or flight. And the music during the sequence is bizarre. It just kind of like floats along while this intense stuff is happening in front of you, and then it'll dip into this crazy bass, and then it'll kind of float along. It's weird. The score is really, really well done. I don't even know who did it. Uh, and then like <laughs> during the end of the scene, during the end of the sequence, the dude tries to get out of the apartment, but the door, the lock is all janky on the door, and he's trying to get out. I hate crazy, intense, trying to unlock the door scenes. I can't handle it. I would not be able to function. If I was trying to unlock, I'd just be like, kill me. (laughs) I would not be able to handle the pressure happening currently. So this is kind of a spoiler for the show. Plug your ears. 1991, this is the last time that Jeffrey has anybody over over to his apartment because this guy does escape and gets the cops. The cops come and they find stuff in Jeffrey's apartment and they arrest him. Which means that the rest of the show, all other nine episodes, have to deal with those times leading up to this time that Jeffrey killed people. He killed 17 people total. In the show, they start with number 17. And then you go back to number one. After he gets arrested, Lionel, the father, played by Richard Jenkins, if you don't know who that is. Phenomenal actor. He's like 74. He gets a call. He answers the phone, it's in the middle of the night, it's about his son, he hangs up, his wife asks, who is it, or what's the phone call, and he just says, it's Jeff. And then he drives to the jailhouse with this crazy weight behind his tone of voice and his eyes, like he pushes up his glasses as he's driving, and it's just this short little sequence, but the weight behind his eyes, he's going, what did my son do? Uh, And they have such incredible uses of slow motion in this movie, series, TV show. The use of slow motion to show the passing of time, the transitioning between one scene to another, or flashbacks. They'll They'll show flashbacks to help tell the story, but it's beautiful Netflix camera style slow motion. It's so gorgeous. So, in the second episode, called Please Don't Go, they show him in 1966, at six years old, because he was born in 1960. They show him in school. He brings some tadpoles, you know, like teacher's pet. Everybody brings apples, or... I don't know how that works, or worked back in the day, but everybody brought the teacher apples, and then he brought this jar full of, like, water and tadpoles. Tadpoles? Put it on the, on the whatever it's called, desk. At the end of the uh, class, the teacher's like, uh, "You, yeah, somebody else can take the tadpole, you know, tadpole jar. Jeff doesn't see this, but another classmate does actually take the ball jar. Jeff sees him with it later and goes, that's not yours. And he's like, yeah, uh, the teacher gave it to me. And I've never seen a six or seven year old kid be so creepy in my life, actually. Well, the almond, but... <laughs> Jeffrey ends up following that kid to his home and walking into their home when nobody's really around and takes the tadpoles and walks out of their house. I don't know if that's true or not, but I kind of think so. That That is something that he would do. You'd think that'd be a really big truck, but that was a tiny, small, little truck. Looked like a clown truck. From the tadpoles, he started digging up roadkill with his dad and dissecting the roadkill. And that's what kind of snowballed Jeff's interest in all of this. Oh my gosh. And then this scene, dude. This scene where Lionel Dahmer sits in an interrogation room with two cops and they tell him everything. This is in the first episode. They go, uh, Mr. Dahmer, this is going to be really difficult for you to hear. And he just stares at him. And they tell him everything. We believe that your son has committed multiple murders. We believe he's been eating them. We believe he's been doing sexual things to them. And the actor, Richard Jenkins, just sits there and, like, takes sips of his coffee. Takes sips of his coffee just every once in a while, listening to them. And then the cops stand up. They leave him inside the room. He takes a... him, that Richard Jenkins, takes a sip of coffee, sits down, does this exhale... And just goes into a sob. But you can tell during this cry that he's trying to be strong. He's trying to rein it back in. I can tell when he's crying that this is probably something his dad instilled into him. Because men back then were like taught to not cry and to be strong. Man what a scene. Which causes some guilt in Jeffrey Dahmer's dad Lionel. Because he helped him kind of start out with the roadkill and stuff. Which progressed into him... Killing and dissecting 17 men. Like, how could you not feel a little responsible? So they jump to 1981. Jeffrey Dahmer is 22 at the time. Nope, 21. And he works at a delicatessen, meaning he's a butcher. I didn't know that he was a butcher. He moves in with his grandma. And he is, like, loving this cutting up meat, harvesting the organs type job. It's gross. He's at this clothing store, and he sees a mannequin. And the mannequin is all, like, jacked and, like, has muscles and pecs. <laughs> and he ends up uh, in this mannequin. Jeffrey steals it from the clothing store. And he goes to bed with it, and this also, like, really... Because he didn't have the internet at the time. I'm sure that gay porn was not really a hot topic or, you know, a commodity at the time. So he started stealing mannequins from him stealing the mannequin in 81... To 91, they cut to 91, and he's killed his last victim. So in those 10 years, he went from mannequins to men. And his interest in all of this just snowballed. And when I mean that, I mean the snowball starts tiny up at the hill, top of the hill. And then as it rolls down, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Until it crashes and burns at the end. I don't know about burns, but whatever. He did. (laughs) Cremated. He was cremated. Get it? (laughs) Because... We can make up a joke about Jeffrey Dahmer dying, okay? In 1991, he killed somebody that he genuinely cared for, it seemed. The show makes it seem like that, where it's a deaf person. It's a deaf man. Tony. Tony Hughes. And they communicate only through writing, writing on a pad, or through signing. And he genuinely, like, falls in love with this guy. Well, to the best of Jeffrey Dahmer's ability, this guy has to go to work, but he's saying I'll be back next week. He keeps saying I'll be back next week. Just trust me. And Jeffrey ends up killing him because he gets so possessive. He doesn't want him to leave. That he just kills him so he can like have him. <sighs> it's so messed up. And he wear he wears these like eye contacts that the this- that the the Sith Lord in Lord of- no Star Wars the Return of the Jedi had in his in his eyes. Those same eyes, and he wears those, and it's nasty. And uh, actually, during the episode where he meets and grooms this uh, deaf guy, that whole episode is silent, with the exception of, like, maybe a couple lines spoken, but most of the dialogue is either written on a pad or signed. So it's really interesting that Netflix was also inclusive in that part, not only of the story, but also of the actors, because they have to get, like, a bunch of actors to be able to sign and be deaf. There's also a whole episode where they dedicated to the neighbor who's next to Jeffrey Dahmer the whole time, and how many times she called the cops and how her life was affected afterwards. Like, she became famous too for living for next to Jeffrey Dahmer. And it's so crazy that His parents split when he was 17 years old. His dad went off with another woman, and then his mom left with her son, who is Jeffrey's brother, David. David Dahmer. Who is, like, on Twitter and is a business owner. His name is David Dahmer. He hasn't changed his name or anything. He's still alive. Jeffrey Dahmer would only be 62 today, which is absolutely insane to me. They make clear in the episode that Jeffrey's mom took pills and was on pills for his whole birth in pretty much the whole series. Like, she attempts to kill herself multiple times in the series because of these pills. And the dad's like, yeah, she always does this and stuff, and he divorces her. But the point being that they leave, and Jeffrey stays in their home. So he's alone at 17, 18, for several months. This is where he commits his first murder. As they depict it, he didn't necessarily mean to. In fact, he gets really upset that he actually did kill him. I mean, he's like screaming, like, ah, why'd I do that? And he hits the guy with a weight in the like a pushing up you know the working up stuff he hits him with a with a weight like a 45 pound weight and they pretty much just go through jeffrey dummer's life i mean he died when he was 34 he didn't live that long lionel the dad throughout the series really struggles with guilt and and he pushes it on other people and takes it out on them he's like you made jeffrey this way you made jeffrey that way And then towards the end he kind of comes to realize that no I think I'm to blame and I've been blaming everybody else but me. And maybe he unintentionally inadvertently helped but Jeffrey was evil and he was going to make these decisions because he was inclined to do so. And to think that so many fans were writing him in prison which boosted his confidence and then he started like antagonizing his fellow inmates in an attempt to lose his own life. He said multiple times in the series and in real life, I want the death penalty, put me to death, I want to die. These fans would send him nudes, send him money, send him treats and all this stuff that he would just trade for stuff that he needed or wanted in prison. He started becoming somewhat of a celebrity in prison. And honestly, this show has such a sad depiction of police officers especially during that time there was a 14 year old kid that escaped from Jeffrey Dahmer he went outside the cops found him and because of the story that Jeffrey Dahmer was able to spin the cops escorted the kid back up to Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment where he then killed him that night there was even another dead body inside that apartment when they searched it these cops were suspended and then when they got back they were rewarded best cop of the year award And there were cops calling and antagonizing the victims that the cops got in trouble for not dealing with properly. Jeffrey Dahmer's victim had put these cops in trouble who did a bad job. And people started antagonizing the victim's family. Like, go back where you came from and stuff like that. So they open up the last episode with John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy was active around the same time and near the same area. He was in Chicago. They open it up with only like a five, six minute scene of John Wayne Gacy. And it's one of the more intense and disturbing scenes of the whole series. The music and the sound design mixed with like the blurred imagery because it's a POV of one of the victims that he's drugged. So it's like, uh, you know, but man, it's intense. And then they show Gacy on the death table, like, him being put to death at the end. And his last words and all that stuff. But I didn't know that Jeffrey Dahmer, the same day that Jeffrey was baptized, John Wayne Gacy was put to death. I didn't know that. And Dahmer actually explains, in the series, he talks to a, uh, what's the guy with the white-collar priest? He talks to a priest about, he goes, um, Dahmer? Nope. John Wayne Gacy and myself are not the same even though people society clumps us into the same category he goes john wayne gacy does not admit to killing anybody and i admit it to all of it plus john wayne gacy denies being homosexual and hates the gays according to him i admitted to that lifestyle and it's interesting that they do point out the difference between the two because i think that is enough of a difference Even though they were both so evil in what they did. And I was waiting for them to show how they killed him in prison. I didn't know that Jeffrey Dahmer was wanting to die. That's why he would, like, stand up during lunch and make... These jokes and gestures, and he would be th- so theatrical that he really got on his inmate's nerves, and then when they found out what he was in for, it was, uh, kill him time. Now, throughout the show, I don't know how many liberties they took, but it seems to be very accurate from what I already knew about this story, plus a lot of details that are in the show that I didn't know. So, I imagine that they got this final scene of Jeffrey Dahmer's death as accurate as they could have but they make it seem like a prison guard has kind of set it up but one of the inmates is supposed to be helping jeffrey dahmer clean the weight room and he ends up killing him with one of the metal rods that goes in the weights which is ironic because what was jeffrey dahmer's first victim he killed him with the weight and now he's getting killed with the thing that goes inside the weight are we not clicking with that people okay scratch the ass And I don't know if the whole God aspect where the guy's like, I am God's, you know, God spoke to me to kill you, I'm his vengeance. I don't know if that was all, like, just part of the show that they threw in or if it was reality. I haven't watched any interviews of the man who killed Dahmer and I know that they are out there, so maybe I should have. I was seeing some home videos recently on TikTok. Just these home videos from the Dahmer's camcorder. And and, and these are videos of Jeffrey Dahmer just talking and flipping through a magazine and just talking about eating McDonald's and stuff like that. Which is a lie. But I forget, and I think most people do forget, that Jeffrey Dahmer was a human being. And he loved people. And he laughed. And he got upset. He wasn't just a dark force entity throughout his entire life. He was legitimately a a person, a human being. But he let himself linger on those thoughts for too long, those temptations for too long. He let himself linger. Not all of your thoughts are yours, but if you capture a thought and stay with it, that could snowball into something horrific for you or for somebody else. Jeffrey killed one time, according to the show by accident. He didn't kill for another nine years, and then he accidentally drugged himself after drugging several men and he killed again. Then he kept killing because he was like, well, I haven't been caught for the other two murders, so I might as well just keep doing this. He even says in the show, it became so easy. Jeff's life became his fantasies. He would go to work, he would talk to family, only as a front. His life was getting back to his apartment, drinking, luring other people back to his place, and having his way with them. And in his mind, he was like, I'm going to keep doing this until I'm caught or until I die. And so he was able to do it for very few years, but still the few that he did it for were way too many. And it's crazy because John Wayne Gacy killed double the people that Jeffrey Dahmer did. But for some reason, Dahmer's the more remembered. I don't know why. But anyways, I wanted to give my thoughts on this show because I thought it was a big deal that it came out. I wanted to see if any of you have watched it, finished it. It's been out for a week, so I didn't want to talk about it too soon or too late, but thank you for checking this out. Don't pull any domers on your way out. (laughs) That's not appropriate. All right. Peace out, guys. Love you.